Welcome to the Daily Bite. I'm your host, Pastor Steve Andrews. Today we hear the words of our Lord in Psalm 143, a psalm of David. Hear my prayer, O Yahweh. Give ear to my pleas for mercy. In your faithfulness answer me, in your righteousness. Enter not into judgment with your servant, for no one living is righteous before you. For the enemy has pursued my soul. He has crushed my life to the ground. He has made me sit in darkness like those long dead. Therefore my spirit faints within me. My heart within me is appalled. I remember the days of old. I meditate on all that you have done. I ponder the work of your hands. I stretch out my hands to you. My soul thirsts for you like a parched land. Answer me quickly, O Yahweh. My spirit fails. Hide not your face from me, lest I be like those who go down into the pit. Let me hear in the morning of your steadfast love, for in you I trust. Make me know the way I should go, for to you I lift up my soul. Deliver me from my enemies, O Yahweh. I have fled to you for refuge. Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. Let your good spirit lead me on level ground. For your name's sake, O Yahweh, preserve my life. In your righteousness, bring my soul out of trouble. And in your steadfast love, you will cut off my enemies. And you will destroy all the adversaries of my soul. For I am your servant. This is the word of the Lord. The Lutheran Study Bible suggests that this could be written as David grieves being cast from the throne of Israel by his son Absalom. Maybe. He's definitely pursued by an enemy and made low. But he doesn't end up praying against Absalom. That's the danger of seeing, I think, this one. Or maybe not danger, but that's the the possible downside of trying to see this as Absalom as our context. Because as you read those accounts, again, David doesn't really turn against his sons in his life, even when his sons are doing evil. Instead, a time, maybe like the previous hymn, as David is being chased by King Saul, that might be fitting as well, or other times too. But David is praying, certainly against his enemies. He's praying that the Lord would hear his prayer and answer his prayer and rescue him. So we read the psalm, and we see immediately uh, the same introduction, really, that David gives to a lot of his hymns. Basically, here's my prayer to God, hear me, answer me. That's David's request. And he knows that the Lord will, in your faithfulness, answer me. David trusts that God is faithful, that he will hear the prayer of his servant, his people, and he'll answer such a prayer. In your righteousness, because God is perfect, because God is holy, because God is just, he cannot not answer. He will. He will act. Enter not into judgment with your servant, for no one living is righteous before you. This is Romans chapter 3, verses 10 and 11. Paul writing that no, not, not one, is righteous before the Lord. We have all sinned, all fall short of the glory of God. And 
David's recognizing that, and David is saying that though that may be deserved, he is praying that instead God would rescue him. So he's in a spot, a very bad spot. God's judgment easily deserved. He could die, should die, but Lord, save me. That might be where we as sinners find ourselves every day. We have earned the consequences of our sin. We have earned whatever uh, plight we are in. Maybe not directly, but indirectly. If we were not sinners, we would not suffer. If we were not sinners, if we had not broken creation, there would be no suffering. There would be no evil. We deserve death from our sin. And so we too, likewise, pray that the Lord would not judge his servant. He would not judge us, but instead would rescue us from that spot that we find ourselves in. The enemy has pursued my soul. David seems to speak of this intensely, not just a pursuit of body, but this enemy wants to destroy David so thoroughly, even his soul is being mentioned. Crushed my life to the ground. Absalom, again, seen as fitting by the Lutheran Study Bible, and this is probably why everything's taken away from David. But as we just saw in the previous psalm, so it was when David was being chased by Saul and living in the cave in Engedi. He had nothing left to him. So everything David knows taken away. Sitting in darkness like those dead. He's hiding. He's as good as dead. And so his spirit faints within him. Again, similar to the previous psalm, he actually said that in the previous psalm as well. My heart within me is appalled. Maybe you've been there. You look at your life and you're just appalled. You can't believe you've done what you've done. You can't believe you are where you are. You can't believe what's happening to you. And so your spirit faints within. You're exhausted. This is where David's at. But what does he do? Does he despair? Does he give up hope? No. Verse 5, I remember the days of old. I meditate on all that you have done. I ponder the work of your hands. This is a fantastic reminder to us when we face such situations ourselves where Everything seems against us, the weight of the world crushing us down. Remember what God has done. Remember his works of old. Remember. Remember Jesus and what he's done for you. I'm not saying your trouble isn't real. I'm not saying that the weight that you feel, the pressure that you feel, the crushingness of whatever it is that you feel is, is wrong. Not at all. But as David recognizes, Jesus is bigger. Jesus will save you from whatever it is that you're in, even if it's not an earthly salvation. It may end up crushing you. But Jesus will raise you. Because Jesus has already defeated sin, death, and the devil. He did it on the cross, and he did it for you because he loves you so much, and he wants you to live with him forever. You are his. He made you. He redeemed you. You get to live with him 
in paradise. Remember Good Friday. Remember Easter morning. Every day is Easter for the Christian. Every day we rejoice and celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead because it changes everything. So we have this, the same prayer as David, and we have it all the more because we know what Jesus has done. I stretch out my hands to you, the, the picture of, of a child stretching out their hands to their parents to pick them up, to help them, to carry them, or the picture of a dying man stretching out his hand to somebody to save him. So David reaches out to God praying for God to save him, to take hold of him, to carry him. My soul thirsts for you like a parched land. Easy picture, right? The man wandering through the desert where there's been no water for hours and miles, and he's parched, he's, he's without, and he needs it. So David's soul longs for God. And this brings us to the Beatitudes, actually. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Matthew 5, verse 6, Jesus speaking gospel, good news, that the one who seeks him, the Lord will lift him up. The Lord will give him himself. So as we thirst for Christ, as we thirst for his righteousness, as we seek him, the Lord gives himself to us, right? Word and sacrament, he gives us the gospel good news of the sins that are forgiven. He gives us his very body and blood in the Lord's Supper, satisfying us in a way that no earthly food possibly can. Thanks be to God. Answer me quickly, O Yahweh, my spirit fails. Uh, talking about it as a family, are there times that we feel like this? Are there times where you feel like you can't go on anymore? Maybe little kids would struggle with a question like that, but older kids especially into their teens, uh, that becomes a challenge. Uh, and they should be able to, I would guess, resonate with something like this. Hide not your face from me. That's the picture of God abandoning us. For when God looks at us, he remembers us, he cares for us. The Lord make his face shine upon you, be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with his favor and give to you his peace from the benediction that we hear every Sunday as we gather in his house. The Lord does look upon us. David prays that that would continue. For, if the Lord were to remove that, David would go down to the pit. Likely just a reference to death, although that phrase could also re reference the bottomless pit of Revelation, which is thus hell. I would take it as death here, at this point. Instead, let me keep living. Let me hear of your steadfast love in the morning. This is Lamentations chapter 3, verses 22 and 23 that teach us that the mercies of God really are new every morning. Each day that he gives is a gift, and so David trusts in the Lord, and he prays that God would show him the way to go. Trust, by the way, is faith. Uh, the word faith comes to English from the Latin word fides, which means trust. We trust in God means we trust in his promises. I have faith in God means I trust in his promises. So David lifts up his soul. He entrusts himself to God and to God's care. Deliver me from my enemies, O Yahweh. I have fled to you for refuge. 
So again, our enemies, sin, death, and the devil, and Christ has saved us from them, delivered us. Teach me to do your will. So let me not continue in the ways of brokenness that led me to this bad spot, but instead, Lord, redeem me, rescue me, bring me out of this, show me the way to walk, show me how to serve you. Let your good spirit lead me on level ground. It seems to be a prayer for an easy path, right? No hills where it would be difficult to go up and down, but smooth, straight. For your name's sake, O Yahweh, preserve my life. For your name's sake. It is good for God's name if David lives, because David then will go out and share it. So if, if God won't save David just for David, then save David for God. God chose Israel as a holy nation, set apart from the rest of the world so that the world would see them. The world would see how God loved them and cared for them and provided for them and rescued them and saved them. And the world would want that too. The world would want that God to be their God. And so David gets to do that very thing as the king. In your righteousness, perfection, bring my soul out of trouble. So prayer for rescue multiple times here. Then verse 12 shows David's confidence. In your steadfast love, you will cut off my enemies. You will destroy all the adversaries of my soul. Again, family conversation. What are the adversaries of our soul? Who seeks to destroy us? Who seeks to remove us from Jesus? Sin, death, and the devil. Sin, earthly temptation, the world's temptations, the sinful nature, Satan. Seeking to destroy us, seeking to tear us apart from Christ, but this is Romans 8, that they can't. Nothing can separate you from the love of God in Christ Jesus for you. So God is faithful. God remains with us. God strengthens us. God supports us. God saves us. For we are his servants. And he loves the work of his hands. He loves you. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Praise we cry.